Light from Lantern presents Knit a Spell. I'm magical maker Katie Rempe. And I'm the maker of magic, James Devine. Join us as we stitch together the symbiotic relationship between crafting and the craft. Hey there, Jim. Hello, Katie. It's uh, the beginning of September. Whoop, whoop. My favorite month of the year. It is? That's right. Tell me more about that. It's my birthday month. Hey. It's your birthday month. It's your birthday <laughs> month. It's your birthday month. I know. I'm talking about it like I really care, but, uh, you know. You, wait, you don't care about your birthday? I'm not really that into it, but it is a good day as a reminder that, you know, the time is passing. Right. It's your birthday month. Don't you get like happy birthday every day this month? That's true. Let me be the first to say happy birthday, Katie. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else is a bit late, but I'll take it anyway. (laughs) Well, September 1st, how can it be late? Well, I mean, you know, there's been like this two minutes since we started this conversation. I could have gotten. I know. I could have just started the whole episode with happy birthday, Katie. It's your birthday month. That's right. You know what? Maybe I'll re edit it. (laughs) Re edit (laughs) this whole episode yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) well september is one of my least favorite months except now it's my favorite month because it's your birthday month but except for that (laughs) i am a summer boy i love summer and september reminds me that summer Mm -hmm. is like not everlasting yeah and i wish that I wish that I lived in everlasting summer, but and my husband does this thing where he's like, everything's getting toasty. I'm like, stop it. He's like, (laughs) the days are getting shorter. And I'm like, stop it. (gasps) He, cause he loves the autumn. Are you, do you like, are you an autumn time person? You know me as a knitter, it's kind of where it's at for us. (laughs) It's like our sweet spot. (laughs) It is all knitters. Hashtag not all knitters. Oh, well, yeah, I know. Probably not all knitters, but, you know, it's more um, festive. I don't know. There's just, unless you're knitting the, like, the right thing over the summer, it can be a little warm. But, uh, you know, during the winter, you don't really mind if what you're making is also being a blanket to you at that point. But, like, when it's 98, not as appealing, so. <laughs> yeah, we've we've had a pretty brutal summer here in Seattle with mm. some awful hot like unprecedented hot weather and smoke and it's been pretty hard to imagine uh knitting a big heavy blanket or yeah yeah so so i mean uh so there are some some things to look forward to i don't really love the short days i must say but you get a lot of work done so (laughs) yeah cuddling around the fire with your with your sweeties and there you, go. Yeah. you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right out well all the sweaters sweater weather you know sweater weather s- oh sweater weather yeah sweater weather. so it's just september 1st it's mm. still summer in my book so we don't have to call it in before it's here but but it's, it's september 1st katie's birthday month that's right yeah and, send uh, in the kudos and i thought it would be fun to do sort of a month-long theme for our podcast and so for this month, we settled on the idea of symbology. Woo! Symbology. I think that symbolism is really important. But where do we want to start? Like, I think we kind of thought of the idea of like going big. Like, what's the first sort of symbolism, symbology we should start with, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some of the more uh, generic things that are out there, I thought would be a nice way to start, like you said. So 
We're going with big themes. We're going with the sun, the moon, and balance. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. Very good. Sun and moon. Mm-hmm. All right. So shall we start with the sun? Yes, obviously. Because that's what's waning, right? So the sun reached its peak at the summer solstice, mm, right? Yes. In the middle of summer. And since that day, the, the days have been getting shorter. Mm. Although the evenings um, went a little later for a little while. It was really mm. the mornings that um, we didn't really notice the days getting shorter because the evening sunset a little later in the day, mm. but it, it was shortening in the mornings, which is kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the days are getting shorter and we're going to notice it even more now that it's in September yep. if we haven't already. Um, so yeah, what does the sun symbolize? So you are more of a tarot person. So mm-hmm. what does the sun symbolize? There's the sun card yes. in the tarot. What does it symbolize in tarot? Uh, generally all positive things. Like if you get the sun card in your spread, that's a huge like, yes, essentially, you know, things are going to generally work out. Um, some people call it the best card in the deck. It always makes me think of joy. Um, you know, it's got, yeah. So describe what's the picture. Uh, I mean, you know, it could vary in every deck, but, um, I use the Rider Waite Smith, so for um, my recollection, it's uh, typically like a little baby who's super excited on like a horse, I believe, with like a big sun in the background. You know, you've just sort of come over like a big um, obstacle and now you're enjoying where you are and enjoying all you've achieved and learned. Um, so it's it's all positive things in tarot. What about uh, palmistry? The best card in the deck. Oh, my god! That's gosh. right. <laughs> That's a lot to live up to. <laughs> I know, right? No pressure. <laughs> yeah, so in palmistry, um, it's your ring finger is oh. the sun finger is the Apollo finger. Yeah. So it's where you adorn yourself often with rings, right? Oh, and <laughs> with, if you're wearing a ring on your left finger, um, a lot of times that is related to an identity. Like, you know something about me. Because mm. I'm wearing a ring on my left finger, right? You know that I'm married, right? Go. And so it's a way for me to transmit my identity, mm. you know? And so if I take that, if I go to a bar and I take that ring off, I am hiding my identity, right? And oh. it's it's suspect if that's seen, mm. right? So um, if you wear a ring on your right finger, like a woman wears a big diamond to a cocktail party, she's mm. definitely like transmitting something about her identity, right? A lot of times. What does it say about me? <laughs> Jim, what, I'm, I'm what wearing a that? large uh, rose quartz on my right hand. <laughs> right. So it's really fun to read, you know, what rings people wear and what fingers. But yeah, this says something about your identity in the world with the rose quartz on your right finger, right? So anyway, but with the with the Apollo finger... Or what Apollo means, Apollo is the god of the sun in Greek myth, mm. right? And in astrology also, the sun represents our ego, how we show up in the world, how we are radiant, how our radiance, how other people perceive us, how other people see us, our self-esteem is up in there. And so this is a lot about sort of our identity, who we are in the world. And so the sun represents that. So it's a slightly different meaning from the sun um, the archetype of the sun that's in um, the tarot cards. Um, it's slightly different in astrology and in palmistry. So when I look at how people hold their finger in palmistry, I'm looking at, oh, how are they, what is their comfort level with, 
you know, their, how they're showing up in the world or how they're showing up in their personal life. And in astrology, we would look at where's your son placement, you know, as my son is in Aries. And so that tells something about how right, my, what my, signs, yes. yeah, my son's sign tells me something about where my ego is and how I sort of show up. Right. Mm. And your son's sign. And I can't remember when your actual birthday is, is it, are you a Virgo or a Leo? Virgo. You're a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So the Virgo in you, this is your son is in Virgo. And so that, so the initial ego and sort of how you show up as a Virgo, mm. um, very organized, you know, really have your stuff together, that sort of earth sign. So that's a, an important aspect. Oh, very interesting. Okay. So then on the same card, the opposite end of the spectrum would be then the moon, right? Right. So there's also, yeah, when we think about the sun, we often think about, oh, sun and moon, right? Mm -hmm. The other side of that, right? It's a sort of seesaw, right? Sun and moon. It's very common to think of those two, right? Mm -hmm. In our perspective from earth, it's, it's, I think it's super fascinating that we, we live in such a unique, let's just talk about astronomy for a second, because I'm fascinated by the astronomy. Me too. How rare it is, there's no other planet that we've ever observed and certainly not in our solar system. And we have, we don't have the instruments yet to observe this in any other planet. I'm sure that it might, ex- I'm sure must exist in the billions of stars that are out there, but we've never seen another planet where from your perspective on a planet, is there a moon that would have the same visual size as the star. So we, our moon is visually the mm. same size as the sun, right? Oh. That's why when there's an eclipse, oh, right. they're the same size. Mm. They're not the same size in actuality, but the right. moon is so close and the sun is so far, mm-hmm. they end up having the same apparent size oh. in the sky. Come on, Do you know the chances the chances of that happening hmm. are like, like it was divine design, <laughs> right? It's hmm. such a, it's such a, like, gives me tingles to think about that. Mm-hmm. It's just such an amazing, rare and special yeah. like thing, right? Coincidence, right? <laughs> or just synchronicity. It's just mm-hmm. so special to yeah. think about. Like we look up at the sky and we have this moon, this enormous satellite that's orbiting our planet this moon that is so special there's no other planet in our solar system that has a moon that is as large as ours relative to the size of our planet so you could be on jupiter you could be on any other planet you won't see a moon that has that relative size Mm. of ours right Mm. so we really live as we look up at our sky we can just really appreciate how absolutely unique and beautiful like our evening sky is with that gorgeous moon just shining up there, right? Mm, yeah. it, it, we really have a special view in the evenings. So yeah. don't ever take that for granted when you think about that. And and the, so the moon is the other side of the sun, right? So what does the moon card mean in tarot when you see it? Well, first, what does it look like? What's the picture? So as you might imagine, there's a moon on it. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. the main aspect of the card. Um, but then, and the also... moon on um, both of these, the moon and sun have a face, don't they? Each, 
they each have a face, I think. They do on mine, I, I guess. Yeah, I on the right away Smith, they have a face. Like, artistic one, but I, yeah, and plus, I always see things with faces on them. So you could probably, even if they didn't, I'd been like, yeah, sure they do. Um, so yeah, that's actually very interesting. So um, so yes, main moon in the middle, and then there's um, a dog on one side, and there's a wolf on one side of um, a river, and then typically there's like a crawfish or something as well. And these are all symbolizing, you know, different aspects of the card and yourself. And in general, um, the card is very, I mean, some people choose to read it as like a negative thing, but I've always thought the moon was very positive. So um, I see it more as like trusting your gut and your intuition and um, seeing through the shadows sort of a thing. It's more of a discerning, um, I mean, like the quote, woman's intuition sort of feel to it. So that's... That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's very similar. This one is very similar in um, the symbolism in palmistry and in astrology, mm. where the moon, the mount of the moon is down underneath the pinky. And mm. it's this sort of like, if you're going to pound on the, on the table, <gasps> where's my gravy, right? Oh, or something. Yeah. Let right? me That's in. Mm-hmm. Let me in on the door. Right. Mm. It's this um, percussive side of the hand underneath the pinky, that big pad right there. That's that's your mount of the moon. And um, that represents your intuition. It represents um, imagination, uh, the unseen, mm. dreams, um, the strange, right? Yeah. So we look at like, um, and, and in astrology, like your moon placement is often that realm, right? So my moon in my astrology um, is in Taurus, right? Oh. So I have a Taurus moon. So I often dream about things that are uh, Taurian, right? So that's like, I desire things that are earthy and and luxurious Mm. and Taurus loves things that are like, you know, um, very, you know, yeah, comfortable comfort and Mm. ice cream and bonbons and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. Right. Yep. Um, That Taurus type things. Right. Um, And, and dreamy. Right. Mm -hmm. And very, so the moon really dreams about those things. Right. And imagines those things a lot. Right. Mm. So I can get very daydreamy about, you know, fancy fanciful things because of that Taurus moon of mine right mm. where's your moon what's your moon do you know oh yeah so exciting Virgo again <laughs> Virgo, oh. Virgo moon <laughs> so she imagines her Find the yarns, balance in yourself <laughs> she imagines her yarns organized by color mm-hmm. in an ombre like you know like organized <laughs> yeah wow. do I do it all the time Hmm. No, <laughs> as you can see, <laughs> if you're watching our YouTube channel, so funny. Get a quick so uh, funny. Ch- check out or our IGTV. Oh, you, yes, you can watch the video on IGTV, which is That's cool. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All the episodes, except for the ones we accidentally made longer than an hour. My bad. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a no. bummer. But there's YouTube for the rest. Anyway. There's so. YouTube for the rest. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the intuition. So, uh, and I love that um, that moon symbolism, right? Mm-hmm. Is really cool. Yep. So, you know, I think that that's, you know, we see these all the time, the sun and moon, sun and moon, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a really cool way that they, you know, relate to each other, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking and I, I hadn't really thought about it. I mean, I guess once you said it, I was like, oh, well, yeah, of course. But you had said, um, like, the the sun and the moon have very different energy. It's, again, you need one to appreciate the other, or often one will help you appreciate the other. 
Um, so. Right. Well, they they definitely like if we didn't have the sun, mm-hmm. well, none of this would would exist, right? The entire solar system is anchored by the gravitational, you know, gravity well of the sun. So, mm-hmm. and it's also the light of the sun, right? The, the moon, <laughs> yeah, in the morning. But the moon doesn't. The moon is only illuminated because of the light of the sun right and so the sun obviously um is is like the sun and moon relationship like day and night right we think about the sun being you know the cause of day and night Mm -hmm. we think about the moon at night but the moon is also up during the day sometimes right we certainly see it in the day right yes um so the sun is the source of light it's this it's the anchor of the entire solar system um both what we know and what is still yet to be discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, and is that, and so the, the moon is reflected light, whereas the sun is direct light. Mm-hmm. So there's something really sort of, if we're talking about symbolism and symbology, yeah. there's something really symbolic about that idea, right? Yeah. That the sun is representing our ego and how we show up and our mm-hmm. radiance. So the sun is this idea of how I generate my radiance. Mm-hmm. The moon represents how I reflect on, how I reflect radiance, how I imagine things. And it's a very reflective mm-hmm. type of energy, right? Mm-hmm. Very much like how they are there. The moon can also obscure things. Mm-hmm. The sun uh-huh. obscures. The sun does obscure things. It obscures things with its light. So the sun can, so planets can go behind the sun, outer planets can, or can go behind. Yeah. The planets can go behind the sun. So I, I can't see Mars because Mars is on the other side of the sun, Mm. right? The moon can be obscured by the sun because it's in front of the sun or it's near the sun and the sun is too bright to see it. Mm. Right. The moon can also obscure the sun when it's in eclipse. It's one of the few times, right? Oh, yes. And so that's like another way that the moon can also obscure as in eclipsing the sun. So the moon can obscure with its, with its darkness or with its obscurity or with its, with its, um, occultness, meaning Mm. it's, it's, um, with its, you can't see through it. It's a planet and the sun obscures with its brightness. Mm. And so that's a very cool idea. Is like how do you obscure? Do you obscure and and you do it in both ways? When Mm. are you going to obscure something with your brightness, and when are you going to obscure something with your darkness, Mm. or with your when are you going to block something by hiding it? When are you going to block something by radiating so that right? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's kind of a cool idea, right? Right. It's like hiding something in plain sight. Or right. hiding something in the basement, right? Yeah. There's this idea that the moon, you know, is moving through phases mm. as opposed to the sun, right? The sun is like day and night. It's like very up and down, more of a binary idea, a binary energy of up and down, right? And the moon m- moves through light and dark also, but it's moving through phases that's in a 28-day cycle. So mm. it's more of a cyclical energy of cycles and spirals. So some people might associate one of those with male, one of those with female. I think that we could, you know, those are okay constructs, but I think they're, they're not exactly. um, And I think that humans can adopt any portion of those ideas, but I think those are not as um, descriptive as the human experience. And I think there's, they're, 
those are limited. And I think we yeah. can instead b- go beyond that and say a cyclical 28 day energy of cycles and spirals with the moon mm-hmm. and a binary en- uh, up and down energy with the sun. And that mm-hmm. allows us to adopt it without taking on that sort of yeah. limited sort of like mm-hmm. male, female type, you know, language. Yep. But anyway, so I think that that's a cool way to sort of like think about the sun and moon you know, and this idea of balance and how do we sort of adopt those two things, different ways that there's lumen, you know, uh, illuminaries and how those are both illuminating and obscuring Mm, in different ways. Yeah. Interesting. Gosh. Ooh, be a luminary, not an obscuriary. Or be or obscure things because there's also a time when that's appropriate. Oh, that's right. Well, yeah, I guess when you do not, that, that's how you uh, find new things and explore new boundaries. Yeah. And not everything needs up. to that's be not not everything needs to be out there for everyone to see. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, that's yep. Some yeah. things are just for you, and yeah. like magic, some things work better when they are kept only for you. Yeah, so, not in a gatekeeping type way necessarily, but just in an energy concentration kind of way. Things yeah. we talked about before. So yeah, not not necessarily yeah. gatekeeping. Yeah. More more keeping things sacred. There's a yeah. really wonderful um, idea of keeping things sacred as opposed to keeping things secret. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about balance. And I also have a new project to show you. What I know. You're keeping secrets? What? We just talked about this. <laughs> well, you'll know all about it in just a minute. We'll be right back. Oh, hey there. You may not remember me, but I'm that one hank of fingering weight yarn you got at that awesome fiber festival. Or cool local yarn store. Or because it was on sale. Or maybe you can't quite remember, and that's not the point. I was just coincidentally thinking about how the Ship to Shore shawl by Light from Lantern could be made with just one hank of any fingering weight or sport weight yarn that's approximately 400 yards. That's all. Until then, I'll be over here, continuing to look as stunning as you remembered. Interested in learning more? I hear you can by simply visiting lightfromlantern.com. Katie. Jim. You know, I've been hearing a lot lately from people how I'm so much more than a palm reader. So I'm cooking something up, and I'm going to launch something kind of amazing. Wait a minute. Are you keeping secrets from me? Mm, Yes. Yes. And if you want to know more about it, the first place I'm going to start talking about it. Oh, it's probably your Instagram, right? (laughs) No. Actually, that's the last place. It's going to be my email list. Oh, of course. I always try to give a little gift with my emails. It's a little modern mudra they can use, a little free download they can download, a meditation I want people to subscribe to my email list so that they get this announcement later this year with my thing. Hey, Jim, how can people go ahead and sign up for that email list? Go to thedivinehand.com and hit subscribe at the top in the navigation bar. It's just that easy. All right, everybody, no excuses. Get on it. And we're back. Now that we're back, let's take a little time to talk about balance. Oh. I'm balancing right now. Oh, look at you. This is One not an foot. act. Uh, Yes. So finding balance is always a good thing, whether it's in life or design or whatever. It's funny to think of like the sun and the moon traditionally as like two halves of the same whole. Um, It's very much like, uh, you know, an example would be like the yin yang symbol, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's interesting because there's a little piece of 
the sun in the moon, like mm. with the light of the sun on the moon and the moon is made of star stuff, right? It's all mm. comes from stars or whatever. And there's a little bit of the moon in the sun, just that relationship of, you know, that they're symbiotic, just mm. like the yin yang. But I think there's also something about the bigger idea of balance. So this is occurring to me right now, which is we think about day and night, right? So people could say, well, day and night's always balanced. Yeah, well, right now the days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer. Mm-hmm. Like we like I thought day and night is only balanced at like the equinoxes. Day and night is balanced over the long over in the big picture. Mm. So mm-hmm. what do you think about that, Katie? Like balance may not happen in the short term, yeah. but is there balance in the short term versus balance in the long term? I'm curious your thoughts about like that. How do you deal with that? Like, like I think about karmic balance. I think about yeah. like, how do you deal with like the balance of things short term versus long term and like dealing with that sort of thing? I guess it depends on if it's something one can influence or not. I almost said one can control, but I think losing uh, any idea of thinking yeah. you have any control over anything is the key here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finding a reminder of that constantly. Um, I think finding balance generally in- requires a certain knowledge of yourself. Um, what do you want? <clears throat> and And what are those wants truly tied to, not just like, I want some money. I want to get this job working here. I want a title. Like, what do you really want? Do you want security? Do you want people with you? Like, do you want to follow a passion? Um, And from there, you can take small steps to get to a bigger goal, um, which may have that balance. You know, nobody is perfect. Certainly, my life is not as balanced, even though I feel like I'm more aware of it than some, perhaps. But, (laughs) you know, it's it's a work in progress. Right. Yeah. I, I I think that as we're working our way in our lives towards what we want, I think that's a really good point, right? Mm. We always like having that long-term sort of vision towards what we desire is mm-hmm. important and the balance along the way, like it. And, and I love that idea of balance because there's the other definition of balance. There's certainly this idea of like, we need balance of one thing and another, Mm -hmm. but there's also like the balance sheet, like the balance that Mm. occurs over the long term of like over my life of all the experiences There's sort of a balance of Mm -hmm. what I've done so far or the balance of what I've accomplished. Right. And there's that sort of long-term thing. And I think of that with the sun and moon, like as the moon has gone through all of its cycles, as the sun has gone through all its cycles, as Mm. the earth has rotated on its I mean, the earth has its revolutions and its orbit and it's 20,000 year wobble and the progression of uh, it's, it's, we, we experience as a progression of the constellations. Hmm. It's that's a 20,000 year cycle. Right. And so there's all these cycles that we may not experience that balance Mm. or that sort of right in the short term, but over the long term there is a big sort of picture of balance. And I think that's a really interesting idea. Ooh, yeah, that like zoomed in, it looks unbalanced, but zoomed out. Ultimately, like you said, it's 
it's like a literal balance, you know, like the two scales. <laughs> right. Right. And yeah. there's sort of a balance sheet of like your experiences so far sort of mm-hmm. like play out into something. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Way more broad. Yeah. I love and that. S- more symbolism, right. To just sort of dive into. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I love it. Um, so I have something to share with you. Wait. Speaking of symbolism. <clears throat> Speaking of secrets that you're keeping from me. Speaking of my moon side. <laughs> this, is Im- this is imbalanced. I thought we weren't going to have secrets. No, this is awesome. This is I me like balancing s- it out. <laughs> <laughs> Secret time? <laughs> this is a surprise. I love surprises. Yeah. I know there's people who hate surprises, but I love surprises. I love happy surprises. So I'm excited about this. I think when you don't anticipate them and they just kind of happen, it's easier. <laughs> you I'm don't fine. Have to yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, speaking of the sun and moon, I had this idea like earlier this year of this design that I wanted to do for a shawl that would have these ideas of balance represented by the sun and the moon or inspired from them um, all into this design. And what ended up happening was this beautiful thing where I came out with not one shawl, Jim, not just this beautiful fingering weight shawl made in two colors, with all of these wonderful stitches, plus a little color work area. What? Bobbles. You don't usually do color. I don't. I know. Look at me. I'm uh, expanding my horizons, trying to, uh, you know, share new visions. And Not so, one, but. But, but wait. But, but. Two. Two angels. Yes. So you can see okay. here. Let's see that. Hold that still a little bit. So let's see that that detail at the end. So you've got some little like bubble thingies. Yep. You've got some arrows sort of. I don't know what those are at the yeah, end. The color. Work. Yep. So it's like uh, the transition from day to night. So this large shawl, which is made in a worsted weight where gold is more of the main color and the uh, blue is just kind of coming in to eclipse it at the end, is the large size, aka the sun size, because it's big, big personality, it's warm, it keeps you warm. And then there's the moon version, the small, it's blue, that's just eclipsing into a little bit of a sunshine ray here. And uh, wow. know, it's a cool thing to wear at night. And it, it's a little fashion accessory. So yeah, it's got, uh, it's got the balance of color. It's got a balance of design. It's got it Those all. colors are really pretty. Oh, so is that a wool? Is it what kind of uh, yarn is that? They are both made out of 100% superwash merino, and I was very kindly provided this yarn by UU Yarns, who's run by Heather Warpole, and she is me? amazing. Me, me, yarn? UU Yarns, that's correct. <laughs> In this case, spelled EU, like the sheep. Um, E-W-E, like a little like a little lamb. Like a little lamb, yep. Um, and the nice thing is that she has colors that are 100% the same between her fingering weight and her worsted weight. So I loved that I could make both sizes essentially and exactly the same colors. So, you know, my like inner Virgo was like, yes. (laughs) Oh, so that is the same pattern, just using a different weight of yarn. Uh And one came out big and one came out small just because you use different weight of yarn. That's exactly right. I learned, I see, it's like I know how to knit or something. Mm -hmm. This is where gauge really comes in handy. (laughs) So 
finer gauge yarn for the small one, which is why it came out small, and then a larger gauge yarn for the large one, which is why it came out large. That's really cool. Oh, man. Man, those are awesome. Thank you. So yeah. sun and moon. Sun and moon shawl. Yes. Yeah. Da, that's... Da, da, da. All right. So, okay. Do we get the pattern or what? Okay. So here's the deal. Not only will the pattern be available this month, very likely by the time that this episode is out, uh, it will also be available in kits from UU Yarns. So you can put together your own colors or you can pick one of their pre-picked color packages together that they're going to work with me on. We will be able to help you in any color you want. It's going to be so exciting. UU Yarns. Okay, so the information will be in this podcast in the comment in the information oh, yes. below show notes, links all like the crazy things. all yep. that yes wow this is yeah. a, you didn't tell me any of this <laughs> i am so surprised this is so awesome i mean you know i like to keep you on your toes what can i say you totally like <laughs> and like we meet twice a week all this stuff she's keeping secrets from me people i know i know surprises I this one for a while too that's so awesome <laughs> i i love it i think it's really beautiful i love the the um, gold and blue. And I think that's a really beautiful, um, you know, combination. They're opposite the color wheel. Mm -hmm. They're really, um, an amazing, I mean, I love those two colors as someone who's colorblind. They're also (laughs) super, I mean, I really love those two colors together. So it totally, you know, goes with my whole background as well. Um, try. (laughs) I really just designed just, it for you. I'll send it I know. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but I really love that. And I think if we think about blue, you know, the the vibration of gold and blue is also really great for this September and for and for the coming autumn. Mm-hmm. Because that especially that gold is mm-hmm. such a perfect sort of autumnal, like wearing that shawl during this autumnal season. Yes. I mean, that gold, hold that gold up again. Ooh. That is a fantastic. Wow. Yes. Like what? That is so great. And it brings in some of that blue of like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great color. And I mean, you can pick a bunch of other colors oh, from course. UU Yarns, right? Sure. So if you wanted yeah. like, yeah. Silver and red or green and gray or whatever, or you know, you can maybe, you know, <clears throat> a rose quartz color and a tan, something a little hey, more subtle if you want it. Hey, yeah. There you go. Sure. Yeah. Well, the nice part is in the pattern, I have little explanations about why certain colors were chosen and other color magic uh, correspondence if you wanted to change it. So while it does have, you know, some sort of magical correspondence in it already with my color choices and whatnot, there's a lot of information on how you can customize it to whatever situation you might uh, need to address as well in your life. Yeah. So So do you want to talk about the color work? Is there symbolism on those... uh on those shapes like what do those represent is that mainly i wanted it to be uh, a representation of the transition from one to the other so how again like you need one for the other to even be there so this is like the yeah. dawn or the sunset kind of a thing yeah can, so let's see that color work again mm-hmm. on on one of them so the arrows it's almost like there's sort of like one is mm-hmm. pointing one way and one is pointing the other. Yep. So they're kind of going in those two different directions. Exactly. I think that that's a really cool border and that symbolism, they're not exactly arrows either, mm-hmm. which is nice, right? Yeah. A little more ubiquitous. Yeah. They're, mm. they're sort of interlocked in that way. And that kind of, it reminds me of that sort of chain of like 
how those like the sun and the moon or the day and the night Mm -hmm. are always, um, yeah, that dawn sort of strip, how that's such an important sort of transition. Mm-hmm. And then I love how you it's have just this, like the, the last little like bing before it goes down. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And then the bobbles are really cool. Like, I love that yeah, detail. Planetary movement. It's like a little star. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's so oh fun gosh. to see the size of them, like on the worsted weight <laughs> versus on the little fingering weight version. Boop. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> I would just be like, I would just be like, what, like messing with that the whole time. It's so cool. They're kind of like a, a fidget spinner, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So nice. amazing. So, All right. Yeah. So is this more of a beginner, more of an advanced, more of an intermediate um, piece? It's probably like uh, advanced beginner slash intermediate and above. I mean, you know, if you want to try. Wait, you it, just you... said all three of those. <laughs> Well, as long as you know how to knit and purl and increase and you're comfortable with that, I think you could do this no problem. Even the color work isn't actually traditional color work. It's slip stitch color work, so it's much easier. Uh, You don't have to carry another yarn. It's not like you're knitting two stitches in this color and two stitches in that color. You're just knitting and slipping in one row. It's just one color. It's very easy, but it gives the illusion of color work, which is even better. So, Okay, so it's not like I have to be super expert to do it. Nope. Nope. If I can knit and purl and increase. And you have the desire to do it, you can do it. You can do it. Yes. (laughs) You got this. You got, that's right. You got this. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yep. You can uh, check out more information and everything and pictures and whatnot on Ravelry or on my website, (laughs) lightfromlantern.com. That's awesome. Well, hey, this is so great. I love that. Let's talk about some of the upcoming events. Yes, like please. we, there is some cool stuff that is happening this month mm-hmm. and next month mm-hmm. that I really wanted to just carve out a little moment to talk about. Let's do. So I am presenting at mm-hmm. a really amazing conference and everybody has just a very limited amount of time to still buy tickets. Oh no. Is this Astromagia? Astromagia, or is it Astromagia? Oh, I, I, or is whatever it, you want it to be. <laughs> Astromagia. Oh, Astromagia. Yeah. <laughs> Astromagia. <laughs> so that's Astro, A S T R O, Magia, M A G I A dot org. Hmm. Tickets are still on sale. The event is Friday, September 17th through Sunday, September 19th. My course, um, there are many people presenting on all those days. Hmm. Um, my class is on Sunday, the 19th. It is called Harnessing the Planetary Power in Your Palms through hmm. modern, called the Modern Mudras. It's going to yes. be an amazing course. Um, and I'm also hosting a panel on magical through lines, which is about how you can learn something like the symbology of the sun and it will help you whether you're learning astrology, tarot, palmistry, the runes, hmm. um, ritual practice, whatever you're learning, you can learn about the sun and it helps you 
you can learn about Apollo, you can learn about ancient myth. It'll help you throughout all of what of Western or Eastern mysticism, learning about this archetype of the sun, right? Mm, wonderful. Good and foundations. so we'll have a panel from different experts on magical through lines. Ooh, um, and so both of those are on Sunday. Um, so I, I highly recommend checking out astromagia.org, A-S-T-R-O-M-A-G-I-A.org, and links will be in the show notes. So check that out. I also wanted to talk about in October, there is, um, because of COVID, many in-person events have been canceled or postponed or transformed. Hmm. But um, every October from now, this year and going forward, um, there is a um, event in the Pacific Northwest that is amazing called the Northwest Tarot Symposium Hmm. that everyone should be attending Mm. if you can get out here it is fantastic it's more than tarot it is many other divinatory practices like and all the cartomancy like lenormand and tarot Mm. that i have spoken there as a palm reader um it's really fun this year it's going to be online and it's just one presentation Mm. by caitlin matthews um it's an online course about the pips reading the pips in the um Marseille. So you can find that out at nwtarosymposium.com. Mm. And I again highly recommend that it's only $35. Um I will be presenting, I believe, next year. I'm hoping to present next year. I don't have that confirmed. I mean, Come on, Northwest Tarot Symposium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um check out nwtarosymposium.com for more information and uh to check that out. Ooh, wonderful. I think you have a sale going on, don't you? Because it's in your birthday. Aren't we all celebrating your birthday? Listeners will get to know ahead of time that I'm going to be running a birthday sale this month. Yay! That's right. So you can look forward to saving 20% on all of my patterns starting on my birthday, which is September the 13th, all the way through the that next Sunday, which is the 19th. So you'll be able to save 20% on all of my patterns without using a coupon code. It'll just be all there ready. Ready for you on Ravelry. You can take your pick. Uh, you can uh, go and see what's available now. See if maybe you can, uh, you know, start your shopping list right away. <laughs> so that's that'll awesome. be exciting. I think that's all I have coming up right away. Yay! Well, I think everyone should subscribe to your email list, know what you're doing, and check out all your patterns at Light from Lantern here on Instagram or on your website, LightFromLantern.com. Katie, you're amazing. You're so creative. I just love all the stuff you're doing and hanging out with you is a pleasure. Oh, well, same. You know, I adore you as well. Uh, you can find everything you want to know about Jim on his website, thedivinehand.com. And of course, you can find him on Instagram, divinehandjim. Um, and you can also, you know, book a palm reading with him on his website. You can sign up for his email list, or you could uh, attend his uh, conference on the upcoming Sunday, the 19th, when he's doing uh, his conference at the Astromagia, his little talkie there. So, Astromagia. Yeah, don't, miss, don't miss out. We're just, we're just going to say it like that from now on. Yeah, even if it's wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a misbranding opportunity. <laughs> it's so fun to say. <laughs> oh, well, so. this has been a blast. Yes. Oh, I can't wait for next week, Jim. <laughs> Yay. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. Yes. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Bye. This episode is a wrap. If you enjoyed what you heard, 
go ahead and follow us on your favorite podcast streaming app. And don't forget, you can see full video episodes of Knit a Spell on Light From Lantern's YouTube channel.